Hello and welcome to episode four of the My Life in Music podcast with me, Joe Scully. In this podcast, I interview musicians about their lives in music and discuss how it was they got involved in the business. We discuss their careers and find out who their biggest influences are. I also find out what was the best gig they've ever been to. They also discuss what it is like to play in front of a live audience and if they ever get nervous before a gig, and if they do, how it is to deal with the nerves. I also find out how it is to feel when they have finished work on an album. We also discuss their lives away from music and they tell me what it is they like to get up to away from the music in their spare time. We also discuss what their future holds for them. Also, in every episode, the guests give us their top five albums and top five artist bands of all time, my favourite part of each episode. Of course, if any of the listeners would like to send in their own top five list, feel free to do so by emailing me at mylifeinmusicpod at gmail.com. That's mylifeinmusicpod at gmail.com, and I will read out any I get in future episodes. If you like what you are hearing, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, where it is available on a number of platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Podcast Addict. You can also find me on Twitter at mylifeinmusic4, that is the number four, and on Instagram at mylifeinmusicpod. And you can also email me at mylifeinmusicpod at gmail.com. My guest this week is a country music sensation and also a TV star. She is the daughter of the legendary Maisie McDonald, one of the first female superstars in Ireland, and Fintan Stanley, the famous accordion player. She is, of course, the supremely talented Lisa Stanley. Lisa is a wonderful singer who's had huge success both in Ireland and in England, and I highly recommend her 2011 album, Love Me a Little Bit Longer. You can also find Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Stanley Sing and on Instagram and Facebook where she where she is at Lisa Stanley Music. You can also check out our website, lisastanley.com. So without further ado, I present Lisa Stanley. Enjoy. My guest on the podcast today is the Country Music Sensation and also a TV presenter presenting her own show on Spotlight TV. It's my pleasure to welcome the Queen of Irish Country Music, Lisa Stanley, to the podcast. Lisa, you're very welcome. Uh, hello, Joe, and uh, thanks very much indeed for having me. I'm very excited to oh, be well, part well, of this wonderful podcast. Have you. I suppose we go back to the beginning, I suppose. Your mother was the late, great Maisie McDonald. I suppose many people say the first kind of superstar, female superstar in Ireland. How was it like having her as your mother? Well, to be honest, Joe, when, when I was very young, um, I probably didn't realise how famous she was. You know, I was just a kid and um, I was used to uh, being backstage at all the shows and stuff like that. Um, but as I got older, I appreciated um, all the great people I met, like uh, the likes of Philomena Begley and Brendan Shine and Margot and all these uh, big names at the time, you know, and even Daniel O'Donnell when he was starting out. And... Um, um, I suppose as I grew older, I realised how lucky I was, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, to be in that position. But um, yeah, as a kid, everybody sort of recognised her wherever we went. And uh, but she always remained very humble and down to earth and had time for everybody. Your father was also a musician as well, wasn't he? He was a Fintan Stanley. He was an accordion player, wasn't he? 
Yeah, he still is. But, uh, my mum's passed away now, but yeah. my dad's yeah. still going he's strong. Still going strong. He did, he did yeah. share. And um, yeah, very uh, well-renowned uh, five-row button um, accordion player. And uh, he's got three albums, uh, which Finton Stanley on tour and uh, back again. And then one that he did in the 80s called Finton. And I'm looking at at the moment, um, getting those um, available on Spotify and, and different platforms yeah, because they were all, they were only out on vinyl. They came out in the 70s and 80s. Oh, and yeah. There was no Spotify back then, as you can imagine. <laughs> but yeah, my dad, very, very uh, famous and talented accordion player. You said in the past yourself, it was only really your late teens that you started performing because you were very shy growing up, weren't you? I was, Joe. Believe, <laughs> believe it or not, most people would have thought that I would be the opposite, uh, being around uh, parents that were in the business and all that. I was very shy and I wouldn't sing until, gosh, my mum didn't even hear me sing until I was probably in my teens. Um, and at one point she thought, oh, maybe it skipped her by, maybe she can't. But um, when I got to the age of about 17, 18, I, you couldn't stop me. And I was just mad to get in a band and get on stage and uh, I joined a local band in Sligo called the Treetops. Yeah. That was the first band I joined. We did all weddings and dinner dances and stuff like that. But um, I stayed with them for six years, but it gave me great experience of, of being on stage and using a mic and yeah. all that type of thing, you know. Yeah. In 2000, you wrote your own song, Didn't Shine, and you submitted it into the Eurovision Song Contest. How did that come about for you? Well, it was through a friend of mine um, called Georgie Gorman, and a great musician there in Sligo, very well known in the Sligo area. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Georgie was telling me that um, he had sent one in the year before. And uh, also there was um, a friend of mine, Paul Gurney, in Longford, you know, as a studio up there, and uh, Larry Keogh as well. And they had been involved the year before with uh, Mark Roberts when he did Mysterious Woman they were actually on it with him on the Eurovision and uh, Paul was playing piano on that and <clears throat> excuse me Joe I've got a frog in my throat today right. for some reason <clears throat> excuse me but um, it was through them really that uh, they gave me the encouragement I just started um, dabbling with writing songs at the time so um, I thought to myself, I'd written this song called Shine, and I thought, well, I might as well send it in and give it a go. I have nothing to lose. And then um, a couple of months later, I got word from RTE to say that I'd been picked as one of the final eight um, contestants. So I was absolutely chuffed. Yeah, I was picked to be one of the final eight uh, contestants. And then we had to perform live on RTE and the public had to vote in and vote for the, their favourite yeah. song. Out of the fine, mm-hmm. so I didn't win, but it was a fantastic experience. Experience, success, all right. Yeah, you released that song, didn't you, last year? Then as a single, as the tw- on the twentieth mm-hmm. anniversary, didn't you? I did, I did. <laughs> I released it last August because, and um, since then, really, I'd written a few songs, and that that's going back over twenty years. But then I, I sort of went down a completely different route, and I ended up going into the country music and all that yeah. type of thing, yeah. and it took me off in a different direction. So I didn't really write songs for quite a few years um, after that. But then during lockdown, I'm sure like everybody else, it gives you time to reflect and think about different things. And I always thought I'd like to get back to putting out original songs. So I thought, well, why not um, release Shine? Because I'd never actually released it properly. It was just in for the song. So last August, I released it properly and did a video and um, all of that. And yeah, it's got... Great feedback. It was great fun doing it. And since then, I've been putting out more 
original stuff. Okay. So that's the route I want to go down now. You've written, you've released four albums so far, haven't you? And the first one you released was Lisa Stanley, hit, the hits of Maisie McDonald, which is in tribute to your mother not long after she passed away. What was that like to, to bring out that album? Very emotional, Joe. Um, it was, it, I think it was the year after she died. She died in t- 2008. Yeah, sure. um, and I just thought that, you know, it would be a nice thing to do about, to pay a tribute to her. And um, not only that, but I got to duet with several people on it. Uh, so I had my dad first of all, which was, was wonderful to be able to do a song with him um, called Claw Head. And funnily enough, years ago, my mum recorded it with him as well. Right. So that's uh, the connection there. Um, and then my mum's sister, dear to my aunt, who um, used to sing years ago. And uh, when she was younger, she had a band and all that. But then she gave it up to raise a family. But she did a duet with me. Um, Sandy Kelly, fellow Sligo uh, right. artist, wonderful, right. um, wonderful lady. And also Philomena Begley um, as well. So um, it was just fantastic to have all of those people involved as well. And to bring it out, and um, yeah, it's something I'm I'm quite proud of it actually. Oh, that's very good, very good. And then your second album, "Love Me a Little Bit Longer," that was kind of your breakthrough album, wasn't it? In many ways, you get led to a few awards for yourself then as well, didn't it? Like it did, you won the, the best female country singer award, didn't you, and everything, and a couple of other awards. How was that for you then? That experience. That was great, Joe, because as you said, the first one was all kind of my mum's songs and a tribute yeah. to her. This was like uh, me, if you like, my own. Yeah, your own kind of material, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I started working with a guy called Phil Mack, who uh, runs Spotlight TV, off the back of my first album. That's how I met him. And I ended up then doing the, been involved in, it was first of all, it was rural TV and then it was Keep It Country TV, Spotlight TV now. But um, I was involved with him and he was, funnily enough, it was him that told me about that song, Love Me a Little Bit Longer. And when I heard it, I loved it. It was a song by Heather Miles. Um, So I recorded that and then I recorded several other songs that I liked um, on the album. But I called the the album Love Me a Little Bit Longer. But yeah, it did quite well, I must say. And that song is, is still asked for a lot, which is lovely. How do you feel when you go play live? Like, how, how does it feel to be out live on stage? Do you get nervous before you go on stage? Or if you do, how would you deal with the nerves and all that? Oh, I get very nervous, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> it, never, it never changes. Yeah. I, um, I've done a lot uh, in my time, I must say, and I've done a lot of big shows as well. Um, and I had the pleasure of not only doing like shows of my own, but uh, working alongside people like Nathan Carter. Carter who's yeah. A huge darn um, and doing very well. But when Nathan was starting out, this was, well, I think it was 2014, around that time, 2014, 2015, um, I toured with him for two years and did all the Scottish and, and uh, English dates with him. And as you can imagine, there was some great big venues and big audiences. Um, we did the Glasgow, uh, the Royal Concert Hall in Glasgow. It's a huge, huge venue. So, yeah, I, I'm always nervous, always nervous. I think the best way, and not only that, but sorry, I forgot to mention, I worked with Dominic Kerwin as well oh, yeah. for um, for about a year and a half and did some huge venues with him as well in 2017. So um, I suppose you'll always get nervous, but I think you're your breathing plays a big part. If you can control your breathing and just try and sort of take deep breaths and relax. And um, once I get out and get the first song over me, I, I start to relax then a little bit. bit. And, yeah. 
you know. But my mum used to always my mum used to always say, if you don't get nervous, you won't give your best performance. Performance, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. The TV work you've done, like you've shown all that. How do you find doing TV work compared to maybe performing live? Well, it's very different, very, very different. Um, when you're doing TV work, and especially like what I do, it's um, it's just you and a camera, really. You're rather than having an audience of people, you're just talking to a camera. Yeah. But on the other hand, I treat the camera as if it is an audience of people because that's what that's what it is, really. Because you you're going to have people watching it, and, uh, yeah. But it's very different. It, I mean, there's nothing like the the live performance, the being on stage for for that adrenaline and that uh, buzz that you get from it. You know. Lately, you have your own daughter, Sophia. She's 17 now, but she's been singing and performing as well, and she's performed with you on stage as well. That must be a source of pride, for, great pride for you, is it? Having your daughter uh, on stage with you. It's lovely, Joe. It really is. And and to be fair, for a long time, Sophia was a bit like me. She was quite shy as a kid. Um, and it's only in the last few years, really, that she's uh, decided that she wants to do it. She's really come out of her shell. And she's actually writing all her own songs. She produces them all herself. She has Very a little... Kind of a studio at home, and that she puts them all out. And she's got um, she's got two songs out already, and another one nearly ready to go. They're all on Spotify and and all that. So check her out, Stanley. Yeah, yeah. hello. When you finish an album, like when you have an album, when you have it done and finished, and all that, what's your overwhelming sense? What do you feel like when you have this and the album finished, and you have it in your hand or whatever it's finished? How do you feel when it's done? Do you feel relief, happy, just or what is the feeling? I'd say a great sense of satisfaction. If you're happy with it, and of course yeah. you, you wouldn't let it out till you're happy, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a great sense of satisfaction, I'd say, um, and just to have it there and, and you know, pride, I suppose, to think, well, I've done, put all this work into this now and there it is, I have it in my hand um, and I'm, I'm quite proud of it. So, yeah, I have to say I've, I felt um, like that after all the albums I did. You know, uh, the last one I did was Heart and Soul, um, and I did that through uh, Rosette, the, the record company that Daniel O'Donnell was with for years and years. Um, so they released that for me in, in 2017. And uh, I'm quite proud of that one as well. You know, I did, did a lot of uh, heartfelt songs that I really loved on it. Very good. It's a question I ask every guest on it. What's the best live gig you've ever been to in your life? Would you have, would you have a favourite? Uh, is that like that I've been to as as an uh, audience? Yeah, as an audience member. Yeah, or would you? It's hard one, I know, but right. I'd have to say, um, first one that comes to mind is um, I saw you two years ago when I was about fourteen in Cork at Porky Cueve in Cork, and it, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I saw Gary Moore as well in Dublin around around about the same time. But that was amazing i'd say lately i've seen um celine dion at um saw her in, in las vegas but i saw her as well a couple of years ago in um in hyde park in london and um, a big open air concert that was amazing um i probably say, i mean i saw the eagles too and they were great too i i'd probably say celine dion in hyde park right. the atmosphere was fantastic very good very good all right on to my favorite part of every podcast i know it's not some of the guests find it very different because they find it hard to pick their top five, but get your top five artists and maybe top five albums. If you have them, just get them. Go with your artists anyway first. Since yeah. Of all time. Well, 
<clears throat> top five artists, and this is going from artists that made an impression on me from sort of early on in my childhood right up to now. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I'd say Barbara Streisand, because when I was a young girl, I just, I saw um, the film, I know the, the Star is Born was out recently with Lady Gaga, and yeah. that, but before that, uh, Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson did uh, A Star is Born oh, back yeah. in the 80s, yeah. I think. And when I was a young child, I saw it and I just loved her voice. I thought she was fantastic. And um, she did an album with Barry Gibb called Guilty. And uh, I would say she's a favourite artist, or one of my favourites. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favourite albums. Yeah. Then <clears throat> next, uh, Brian Adams. I was a huge fan of Brian Adams as a teenager, as a child and teenager. Um, and I had the album Reckless. And to this day, I still say Brian Adams is one of my favourite artists. I love all his yeah. songs. I've seen him live as well. Uh, very good. Fantastic. So Brian Adams, Reckless. Um, I also, as a teenager, was I was a big rock fan when I was in yeah. my teens. Yeah. And um, Death Leopard came out. Uh, very and, good, yeah. Uh, loved them. And I've seen them live as well. Uh, very good. That, Brilliant. Uh, so Def Leppard um, and my favourite album of theirs is Hysteria. I love that. I love the song as well. Um, then also, I've always been a fan as a singer. I've always been a huge fan of, um, you know, uh, singers with like great voices like your Whitney Houston's and Celine Dion and uh, people like that. Um, Tina Arena is uh, an Australian artist. Love her voice. I've been a huge fan for well over 20 years so she's definitely one of my top artists and her album Don't Ask is one of my favourite albums and then more recently <clears throat> I have to say I wasn't always a big fan of the boy bands back in the day they were all great and all that uh, you had Take That and Boyzone and all that I wasn't the big, biggest fan of boy bands but I love Gary Barlow's solo music yeah, yeah. love him as a solo artist and uh, I think he's a wonderful songwriter and musician and love his voice. And he brought out an album called Music Played by Humans last Christmas. Right. And it's so different from what he's done before. It's more of a kind of like a Michael Bublé type of swing type right. of thing. Very good. But I love all the songs. So I say Gary Barlow is one of my favourite artists and, and songwriters. And then Music Played by Humans. Great album. Very good. Some great choices in there now. Who would you say was the biggest influence on your music career? Definitely my mother. Got my mum and dad. And um, my mum and dad divorced when I was three, and I've always had a great relationship with my dad. But um, he wasn't in my life as much as my mum because uh, my mum brought me up. So I was around her more. Uh, so I would have to say that my dad definitely on a musical uh, front with chords and all that type of thing. But my mum taught me everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, like uh, stage things to do on stage, how to talk to an audience. Um, right. She taught me so much. So definitely my mum was the, the biggest influence right. on me. Would your mother have ever put much pressure on you to become in trying to music business or would she just let you kind of go do your own thing, was it? Totally let me do my own thing. Because like I said, I was so shy and um, she was always there to um, teach me and encourage me, but she never pushed me. She just thought, that she'd let me make the decision myself. 
Um, so I did because I think when you push somebody to do something, they might do it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And I definitely worked with Sophia. I never pushed her, um, but I just let her make her own decisions. And she decided she wanted to do it, you know. So and she's doing really well. So <laughs> excuse me, that little frog. You just won't go away, Joe. Honestly. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Apologies to, apologies to the listeners. If you hadn't become a musician what do you think your how do you think your life would have ended up who do you think what would you think you would have ended up doing or is it something you've ever really thought about well I have an interest in so I do like uh, the idea of having a business of some sort or you know maybe owning a shop or a restaurant or something I, I always thought it's something I'd like to do at some point um and it's always good as a musician <laughs> to have something to fall have back something on to fall back on yeah can be a very uh, up and down business, you know, yeah. as we go from the last year. Um, so I've something like that. And I've always had an interest in um, things like, believe it or not, I'm, I'm always watching these uh, crime thrillers and stuff like that and yeah. forensic. So I've always, I don't know whether I would have been clever enough first, but I've always had an interest in things like that, like forensic science or, you know, when you see people going to crime scenes. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe I'd have gone down that route. <laughs> yeah. like. Very good, very good. Yeah, how's how you found the whole lockdown? Is it you've, you've obviously not been able to gig and all that? Have you missed it gigging and all that much? Big time, Joe. Big time. And um, <clears throat> what I've done, like everybody, and um, myself and my partner Stuart, um, is he's a musician as well. So he's a drummer. Drummer, a drummer yeah. in, my band. in your band, isn't it? Yeah? Drummer in my band, and then uh, he's he always dabbled a little bit with the guitar. Um, so what we did during lockdown, we used to do these live live Facebook live streaming oh, yeah. shows at yeah. home every week, just me yeah. and him, him on the guitar and me singing. And it was yeah. wonderful. Do you know what? It got us through. It really yeah. did. And uh, so many people, um, I've got some really loyal fans, and there's a lot of them that never missed a week. They've been on every week. And it was just a wonderful way of... Um, keeping connected with people, keeping connected with fans. um, It was nice for us to be able to, even if it's only for an hour a week, give a little bit of entertainment, you know. (laughs) And it got us through as well. It was a great way to stay so you wouldn't get rusty, you know, you're still singing. Still going and still practicing. And Stuart got a lot better on the guitar, I must say, over the year. He got lots of practice in, so (laughs) So that was great. So Mm. what... What does the future hold now for you, Lisa? Well, I'm very excited at the minute. I've released, as I said, I had uh, the last few songs I put out are all original songs. So I did uh, Shine, then I put out Nothing Else Matters in November. And then both of them were written by myself. But um, the last one I did called Take My Hand and Say Goodbye. It's very different to anything I've done before. I mean, it's not country. It's more... um, don't know what what you call it really it's more middle of the road I suppose but um it was given to me by a guy called Ray McLaughlin who plays he played piano with Daniel O'Donnell for years and I'm sure he plays with Derek Ryan now um a wonderful uh, musician and great songwriter so he he gave me this song that he had and he said but I'd be interested in recording it when I when I heard it I loved it I thought I absolutely love that it's such a heartfelt song so I put that out couple of months back and I've got great feedback to it and now um, I got together with Ray over Zoom and we've written a song 
together. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not going to say too much about it yet, but it's, yeah. it's, I'm quite excited about it because it's sort of um, coming off the back of what everybody's been through in the last year. And oh, yeah. just yeah. and light at the end of the tunnel and that sort yeah. of thing. So that's that's written. We've written that together, and it's just a matter of um, getting my vocals done now and getting it edited and all that, and that'll yeah. be out uh, within the next month. Very good, very good. Uh, if outside of music, what would you have an interest in in your life? What would you do to keep yourself entertained or busy? Well, I enjoy walking. Um, I like practicing the piano I don't know if you can see it behind oh, yeah. me there yeah, um, I've always dabbled a bit but I've I've uh, been doing it a lot more the last year um I love <clears throat> excuse me uh, going to the cinema going to theater to like watch shows and things like that yeah. and going to live gigs of course I yeah. absolutely love that um so yeah they're the main things really that I that I enjoy doing maybe the odd bit of gardening whether <laughs> <laughs> it's good, good. Yeah. Uh, keep keep you busy as well. Busy and a bit of cooking and all that, Joe. That I I've done more of it in the last year than I've done mm-hmm. in the last <laughs> uh, more time and hands out the last year, everyone. So exactly, yeah. Anyway, so. listen, Lisa, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and thank you very much for coming on. And I wish you all the best for everything that in the future. Joe, well, listen, Joe, thanks for very much for having me. It's my pleasure to be included in this wonderful podcast. And like I say. Um, I'm. I, it sounds fantastic. I, I can't wait to hear all the other yeah. um, interviews that you do and all the other yeah. people that are on. It's, it's right up my street, you know. Thanks for having me, and uh, lots to everybody out there uh, that's that's Thanks. listening. Thanks. Joe. That of course was the wonderful Lisa Stanley. Don't forget to check Lisa out on all social media outlets, and also on our website lisastanley.com for all the up-to-date news on Lisa. And if you like what you heard, and would like to hear more of the same every week. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, where you can also go back and listen to all previously released episodes. You can also follow me on Twitter at My Life in Music 4, that is the number four, and on Instagram at My Life in Music Pod. You can also email me at mylifeinmusicpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to send in your own top five list to be read out on the podcast. That's it for another week. Once again, a big thank you to Lisa Stanley for being my guest this week. And also a big thanks to all my listeners. And I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I will be back again next week with more of the same. So until then, this is Joe Scully signing out.